two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Abraham Has the IP podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and I'm here with my two friends. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Howdy, guys. This is David. And I'm Abe. Yeah, so me, Dylan, Abe, and David here. We're going to go ahead and talk about some sports and any current topic, events, video games, et cetera, et cetera, going on in the world right now. Um, so we got to list a couple things um, to start off with, first of which being we wanted to discuss the NFL season. So with that said, boys, how do you feel about the NFL season? Who's your who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Who's your pick for the playoffs? Best, worst team? How do you guys feel about that? Um, uh, Would you like me to go first? Go for it. So um, MVP, um, I think I got to stick with Pat Mahomes again. He's just shown too much for me to not pick him again unless there's a, another Lamar Jackson breakout, but I don't think that's the case. I think he might actually um, regress just a little bit, but not too much. In terms of Super Bowl, um, I think the 49ers have a good shot at it again. Um, and once again, the Chiefs just keep on adding weapons to their offense. I know they drafted another running back with their uh, first-round pick. So. Hilaire. Hilaire's a beast. He is yeah. beast out of LSU. Do you think that Lamar is going to digress or have a similar season? Um, Not too much. Just, I mean, I don't know if he'll be able to repeat this season he, he just had, but he will still have a monster season, I believe. Yeah, I don't I... think he's going to be breaking Vic records. I think it's more so that, that teams will have more film on them and the kind of offense that they're running now. And defenses will be more exactly. prepared for what they're throwing at them. Because last year you just saw a whole lot of new formations, new plays from the Ravens that nobody really saw coming. And they took the league over, obviously, for that 12-game win, win streak. Yeah, I agree. They, uh, the read option was nasty. And Lamar and Mark Ingram was a dynamic duo. Now they got J.K. Dobbins. I mean, they just yeah. The rich get richer, right? The rich, um, get richer. the rich do get richer. Uh, Abe, how about you? Early predictions? Too early to tell. Oh, too early. Uh, MVP. Uh, I I don't really know yet. It's interesting because, you know, obviously we're gonna have a shorter off season. You know, we didn't have OTA certain things, so I think. Teams will kind of start off a little shaky everywhere, so it's kind of hard for me to kind of put an MVP out there right now. I think I do think that the Chiefs will have the they'll might not start off incredibly well. You know, teams always have a little bit of a slump early on, Super Bowl hangover, but I think they'll right the ship midway through. I think that they've just they've kept all their main core. Obviously, they've added other players to help that explosive offense. And I think they repeat. I think they repeat. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and throw out. I mean, honestly, I want to say Drew Brees could be MVP. But hot take, just too early to tell. I'm going to go ahead and say even though he's old, Brady. Brady? I think the weapons. Look, it's possible. It's super unlikely. But how cool would it be for if it's fine? Actually, no, he just signed a two-year deal with the Bucks, didn't he? He did. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, who knows? He wins this year. Maybe he gets MVP, wins the Super Bowl, and he just retires. Go out, you know, that'd be that'd be one hell of a way to end it. But 
I just think it's too new of a system for Brady. Bruce Arians, he he likes, you know, gunslingers. That's kind of offense he runs. And Brady's more, you know, um, precise, more, you know, takes those short options. And I think it's just a new system, short offseason. I don't think that the scenarios and the circumstances are there ready to win an MVP this year. I think they'll be a good team. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think Brady will put up the numbers for an MVP year. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you just can see from last season how bad his or how much his accuracy has regressed. He's now he's just relying on um, ten, ten yarders, fifteen yard passes at most, and then sometimes he'll go deep. But usually he'll just dump off to like a a pat or a, a pass back or a scat back, and um, let them do get, let, let them get the rack the the yards after or the yak the yards after catch. Yeah, no, that was a. It was a tough season. All they literally had is Edelman and the running backs did the rest. James White, Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle barely even caught any passes. But it um, will be very interesting to see uh, Mike Evans and um, Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin. <laughs> Oof, Mike Evans, Godwin, they do and Gronk all on one team. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's certainly got the weapons now. It's not like last season where he was rocking with Gunnar Leshevsky. I, I, I do think they need a running game, though, too. I don't think, like, obviously Brady's older now. He can't shoulder the entire offense on himself. I think he does need a reliable run game to uh, to help him excel at this point in his career. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I wish I, I would have seen But there are good options on the market still. Devontae Freeman's available. I mean, there's players there. That's like, you could pick him up. Yeah, I wish I wish they would have drafted a running back. I think that would have made the most sense for them. Obviously, they went ahead and got a new lineman, but I mean, oh yeah, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that because right now the running backs are who Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, Ronald, yeah. Let's, let's see, yeah. So, but I feel like game, if you have a if you have a Tom if, if you have Tom Brady, and um, especially. You have to beef up your alignment, or else you're. You do. That's true. I don't think he has not much pocket presence anymore. Um. All right. Well, let's let's go into predictions for our teams because I know David, you like the Titans. Abraham, you like the uh, Texans. So. I want to hear what your thoughts are for your specific team for this 2020 NFL season. Um, I'll go first. Um, for the Titans, oh, it is a very tough season for us. We have a very difficult schedule. Um, I will say we will go 10-6, and six, winning the AFC South. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting prediction. Um, we will the Texans, win the first AFC South title since 2008. Sorry, Abe, go ahead. I think the Texans, you know, they this season go so many ways. Obviously, they've got new weapons on the offense. They've got new play callers on defense and offense. So I don't know what to expect from them necessarily in terms of play calling um, and their new weapons. And those first four weeks for the Texans are just brutal. They've got to play Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs, in KC to start off the season. Then they got Baltimore at home. 
then they got to play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and then they got to play the Vikings at home. Like, that's such a tough four-game schedule. Probably probably the toughest – one of the toughest four-game stretches we'll see from any teams this year in terms of schedule. So, um, with that start, I think the season can go so many ways. Uh, I think they'll pull through with a wild card at the very least. I could see them winning the division, although I'm not too confident. Um, but with the expand with the expanded playoffs and one more wild card team, I, I, I still think that they'll make playoffs. So I'll go with a nine seven or ten six. Fair assumption. Uh, before I get into my Patriots question for you, David, do you think Tannehill keeps up the same season? You know, piggybacks off last year, or do you think he regresses a little? I'd find it hard for him to keep up that same, uh, same consistency and just the skill that he put on towards the end of the season. Um, he definitely in the past years has shown a trend where he starts off a little bit slow, but picks it up towards the end of the year as it evident from the last two years. But I think since this is his, uh, quote unquote contract year and he is vowing for that, uh, the most money or the highest salary for a running back, I think he, I think he's going to carry his momentum into it now that the NFL knows. I don't know. It's, it's, it just seems like he's too, too much of a beast, honestly. Yeah. And um, I'm just hoping that he can stay healthy and that our wide receivers will develop. And so will and so Tannehill will be a solid quarterback for us. I'm not going to expect, you know, Pat Mahomes numbers out of him, but just be a solid game manager and let Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, uh, Abe, for the Texans, who do you think is going to be the number one receiver now that Hopkins is gone? Uh, I think it's going to be Brandon Cooks, just because everybody says that Cooks has concussion issues. He he has had a few, like, grade one concussions. Nothing too serious that makes him miss multiple games. He's only missed four games in, like, his entire career. So I think that out of all the receivers, he's probably the most durable and therefore will probably be getting the most reps and probably the the number one receiver. So does that put Will Fuller in the slot? No, that's going to put Kenny Stills or Randall Cobb in the slot. Fuller will still be an outside receiver. Fuller at outside receiver. Got it. Yeah, that should be an interesting way. With Hopkins gone, you know, Watson's going to have to build chemistry with another another number one and see if he can throw those jump balls up like he used to be able to. Yeah. But certainly not going to be the same. And you got kind of an old David Johnson in return. Obviously, I know you have a lot of hatred towards Bill Bryan for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think the Texans fans got fleeced in that trade. Without a doubt. It's – I feel bad for you, Abe, honestly. Whole Texans organization just took the rug out from under him. Yeah. That was not good. Yeah, to say the least. Um, all right. Well, for my Patriots, this is obviously a super shitty year. Very, probably one of the worst in quite some time. Um, no more Brady. No more Kyle Van Oy. No more Jamie Collins. I mean, everyone is pretty much gone. Um, we still have our running backs. We still have a Julian Edelman. I don't think Jared Stidham is 
I mean, I don't, I don't even say don't think. I know Jared Stidham is not Brady caliber. Um, I think he finished last season with 14 passing yards, and his first throw, I think, was a pick six. Jamal so, Adams. Yeah, to Jamal Adams against the Jets when they were up by a lot. He threw that pick six, and Brady went back in right, right away. I mean, that was a tough, tough, like, series to watch. But, yeah, Jared Stidham, I don't think, has what it takes at least not to be a franchise quarterback. I'm curious if they're going to tank for Trevor going into 2021, but that, we'll see about that. The defense is still defense is still the strong suit of that team, but even still, they lost, like I said, a bunch of key pieces and didn't really get anyone notable from the offseason or in the draft that I can think of. I mean, they literally drafted a D2 safety with their second-round pick. I don't understand that, but... Bill, not Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick is going to do what Bill Belichick does best, I guess. Um, as for the prediction, I'm going to say probably seven and nine. That's being hopeful, realistically, six and ten. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like they still have some easy wins in there against the Jets, um, against the Dolphins, assuming the Dolphins aren't able to get their stuff together by the time they play each other. Um, the Bills, which used to be an easy win, I think are no longer an easy win for that division. And then obviously teams like the chiefs and all those high caliber teams, I don't think we stand a chance for anymore. We just lost all our firepower. So yeah, seven and nine, six and 10. I don't think they make the playoffs. Unfortunately, guess agree. Yeah, I do agree. With that. I probably, I was thinking that the past probably going to say around five and 11 personally, but um, I think the only way that the Pats get, Trevor Lawrence is either if he somehow falls in the draft or Bill Belichick uh, pulls out a, a miraculous trade up. I don't know. It's it, There's something about Bill, Pel- Bill, uh, Bill Belichick that just screams 8-8 uh, eight and eight with this terrible team. He's, he's really? Just, I he, mean... His scheming is just too good for me. I mean, I mean obviously 9 is probably but I don't know. It's I mean, as long as you have Bill Belichick on your squad, I mean, you're going to be winning at least a couple games. Yeah, I mean, can't argue there. Bill Belichick's arguably the greatest, if not unarguably the greatest, coach in football history. But you know, as good of a coach as he can be, you also need the players to go out and do their thing. And with the little or less than. Uh, average talent that they have now it's going to be difficult that's for sure yep yeah what okay last thing for the nfl will say um with the new cba that just got passed and a lot of the um rule changes and kind of league policy and all that that just got implemented how do you guys feel about the um 17 game season and now the seven teams in the playoffs just to name a couple um, wants to go. For the first year of the 17-game season, I don't think the players are going to be used to it. So at the end of the season, they're going to be a lot more tired than years past. But um, obviously, it's for more entertainment. For uh, You get more games in the season, so it's a lot more money coming in. Um, I don't know. Uh, Abe, do you have any comments on it? Uh, I think the 17-game season will be interesting. You know, uh, I just, I'm, I'm curious to as to where they get that extra game from. 
Because right now, the way that the schedule stands... They, they take it off of the preseason. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, you play six, six of your games against your division. You play four four of your games are against an A or a same conference opponent, like a same conference division. Then you play all the... Whatever place you finished last year, like if you were a first-place team, you play the other two first-place winners that... Like, you get what I'm saying? And then you play the NFC division. So, but I'm curious gotcha, as to yeah, where yeah. they get that 17th game. I'm curious as to how they implement that. Um, I personally enjoy 16-game season. I think that that's fine. Like like I said, they would have very structured out and how they schedule it and, like, determine opponents. Um, seven game, uh, seven playoff teams I don't have a real big issue with. Um, one less team gets a bye, but overall you get another playoff game, more revenue, um, and just gives another team some hope while not having really – too many negative consequences, in my opinion. But yeah, that's my big question with the 17 game season. Where where are you getting that 17th game from, per se? God, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's totally not even something I ever thought about in terms of 17 games. I was thinking more along um, the points that David brought up. With the 17 games, you know, it brings in more revenue, more income for the teams, for the NFL as a whole. So it's more of a business decision there. Um, that was, I mean, Obviously, if you guys followed along with the negotiations and the CBA and all that junk, uh, that was a big point of discussion there. A lot of the players didn't want that 17th game, but it did end up getting passed. Um, But if you factor in the 17-game season with the seven playoff teams, uh, I'm all all for the seven playoff teams. That means more football to be played, and obviously more football to be played, more football to be watched, and I'm here for – I'm always here for watching more football, but – um, like David said, that's going to make these players exhausted. You're going to have an extra game and one less team with a bye. That means you can't rest these players. If you're going to have the number, the, you know, the number two seed might have rested their players for week 17. You can't do that anymore because now the number one team only gets that bye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to put a lot more wear and tear on the bodies and. You know, it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic going into the playoffs because it's just going to be a lot more people are tired, a lot less, uh, you know, a lot less strategizing and planning that can go into it because you're not going to have two teams. You're only going to have one team and everyone's going to be game planning for that wild card round. But it should be interesting. But one thing I am looking forward to, I guess, with the 17 game season is how far and to what extent all these records get broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess like the the the, the season records will definitely be, you know, um, completely rewritten. I think they'll be broken. Yeah, they'll be broke quickly if we do have the some team season. Yeah, I mean, passing yards will be broken. I'm sure rushing yards will be broken. Or I mean, receiving yards will easily. I think be rushing broken. yards I will take a bit, one though. guy with a really good year. Yeah, yeah just because. So? No one breaks two Dickerson's record has held up for a while now. And, you know, really the only person that's come close recently is Adrian Pearson's one season. That was a remarkable season. Um, so I think even with that extra game, it's like no one's really come close recently. Like, I think free, like as of recent, like a good number is like 1,500, 1,600 yards. You need another 500, 600 yards or, you know, like another 500 yards to get Dickerson's number. So. You're not getting that from one extra game. You need a remarkable season, and like you still need like an equally remarkable season, but you obviously get that game to help. So, 
it'll take a bit. It won't be it won't be like as quick as as other records will be. Like passing yards will probably go down pretty quickly. I mean, they already rewritten every couple of years now with sixteen games. So, but that rushing record's held up for a while now. And not too many. People, yeah, you do make an interesting one. Close. People say, "Yeah, on the running back, on the running back record subject, uh, it, it is really going to be interesting because more and more teams are adapting to that um, the the running back by committee. So instead of one guy taking the all the rushing yards, it's going to be two, three guys that are going to be um, split among the um, carries. You know." Yeah, that's that's also an excellent point. Yeah, that's I mean, all the teams have been not all the teams, but a lot more teams like David said have been implementing that. Um it, it, it's it's I think it's just more of a strategy move, you know, keeping the running backs healthy, less wear and tear on one. It's just overall better business decision for the team. So can't really fault him for that. But yeah. Um I mean, I think we really discussed NFL season this 2020 and going forward. Um, anything else you guys have to say about it, or should we go on to the next topic? Um, I, think we're good I, to... I think we're good to go. Okay. All right, so next thing I wanted to discuss with you guys is the MLB draft. I know that just happened only a couple of days ago. Um, I'm personally not too big to the MLB. I do follow it a little bit because these two are big into it, but – um, what did you guys think about the MLB draft as a whole and personally for the Marlins since those are the teams you follow? That's the team you follow. To be honest, um, a lot of these – I'm not too familiar with a lot of these prospects because the truth is not a lot of them will hit, and when they hit, it'll be a couple of years from now. So I'm, I don't know too many of these prospects. Um, in terms of Marlins, I wasn't too um, too content with some of their draft picks. I was really hoping that, that they had one of the players I was hoping they would get in the draft is Austin Martin. And I thought there was no way that he was going to fall to them. I thought he would be number two or even number one. And he fell to him and was really thinking about who they're going to take. And so they got a pitcher, a right-handed pitcher of that too. Wow. We need left. We need, we more so need left-handed pitchers in our farm system. <laughs> and I was a bit disappointed with that pick. I've grown to not love the pick, but, you know, the dude does have talent, Max Meyer. He's got a high 90s fastball. He's got a 90 slider that has a ton of break on it. There, there's some scouts are saying that he's going to be MLB ready very soon. So I've come to not love the pick, but, you know, not hate it either. So, um, and the Marlins kind of had an interesting draft. They went all pitchers. All the draft picks were pitchers. Um, so I, I, if two or three of those hit, I'll be content. Uh, that would be obviously a great draft if two or three hit. Yeah. Yeah. This so for this draft for the Marlins, I it was like really weird to me because instead of liking or disliking the picks that they uh, that they uh, selected, um, I more so just understood why they picked it. So um, one reason is because pitchers and baseball, especially young pitchers, have extremely high trade value at the start of their careers, especially if they have high potential. And sometimes for a rebuilding franchise, 
trading one one or two uh, young pitchers can be the difference between a rebuilding franchise successfully rebuilding and uh, going back into this cycle of mediocrity and then having to rebuild again. Um, so I understand why they did it. And I also understand why they picked um, the right-handed pitcher from Minnesota over Austin Austin uh, Martin. What's, what's his name? Martin. Austin Martin. And um, purely because of slot slot values. Uh, so if they picked Austin Martin, they would have had to pay maybe a million dollars more just to sign him to the deal that rather than uh, Max Meyer, who we selected with the uh, third overall pick. Um, and also, I mean, that just gave us some leeway with our other picks so that we weren't, we weren't uh, front loaded with the money. But I do end Abe's point of uh, passing up on Oster Martin being um, possibly being a mistake. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not too big into baseball, but from what it seems, this Max Meyer guy is not the best one that was available at that pick, but I guess the scouts think he could be MLB ready, so it should be interesting. Uh, How do you guys feel about number one? I believe he was number one overall pick. No, no. Spencer Torkelson was number one pick. Uh, Spencer Torkelson. What do you think? How do you think he performs? How, how long until he gets to that? I'm not sure how long he gets, but the dude definitely has a lot of hitting skills. Uh, it's great power hitter, get good contact. What I think is very interesting is that he played first base pretty much his entire college career. And when the Tigers drafted him, they they drafted him as a third baseman. So I think that'll be interesting to see uh, how the Tigers plan on utilizing him on the field and uh, whether he can make if whether they really believe he can make that transition at third base and if it'll be a successful um, move to third base for him, I think that'll be interesting to to watch out for. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, MLB's in the off season right now, so there's not really much to talk about. When does preseason? So saying start? the MLB and the players union can't come to a uh, agreement on certain things, like yeah. how many games they That's should right. play, right. how much the players should get paid. So they they are really brawling that out right now, and it should be interesting to see. There's legitimate questions on whether there will be a season this year. And it's honestly they kind of got their own lockout going right exactly. now. Exactly. And it's unfortunate for all the prospects in the minor leagues who were really hoping to play team that they are worthy of getting up to the first team or the MLB uh, level, but it's really yeah. unfortunate. Well, I think that I think that does it for the MLB draft, um, right? Nothing else. Nothing else too exciting came out of the draft, right? There's no big stories. No, not really. You know, no difference maker. Nothing. Nothing yeah. out of the ordinary for this draft right at least not that we can think of okay all right i mean i mean the only thing out of the ordinary is that it was a uh, quick draft is a was that a five round or six round five round yeah usually usually mlb draft is almost like 40 rounds but really why why was that why did why did why was that well i mean just to Keep it short and correct because of uh, the situation going on in COVID. Yeah. That's all I can assume. Gotcha. At least. 
So then that means I'm assuming less people yeah. are drafted then, just by logic. Interesting. Yes, and and people yes. who weren't drafted are uh, undrafted free agents, so they'll be assigned. Interesting. With Interesting. Um, okay. All right. Well, next thing, um, I know our friend Abe goes to the University of Michigan, so he's a big Wolverines fan. And I wanted to talk about the upcoming college football season that they have ahead of them. They just have a couple of people get drafted to the NFL, their quarterback being one of them, Shea Patterson. Well, he wasn't drafted, I should say, but he was signed to a team eventually. Um, but they did have some players get drafted, like Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, Josh Uche, Metellus, who, um, you know, anyone else I'm missing? Oh, when you got drafted, um, Ruiz got drafted first round. Yeah, that was a big one to the Saints. Yeah. Uh, John Runyon got drafted. So, um, yeah, they, they I think they had like 10 draft picks this this year. They got a decent amount of draft picks. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad for Michigan. Funny story about John Runyon, if I recall correctly, I think that he got drafted to the Packers, but he accidentally hung up on the Packers. Yeah, I'm looking right? at that right now. Yeah, he did accidentally decline the team's call. Yeah. <laughs> he declined the yep. phone call. Imagine that. That'd be really funny. That'd be really funny. But funny little story there. I'm sure he's not going to forget that. Um, yeah, so going into the next season, because it's looking more and more like we're going to have college football with the NFL season looking to start on time, the NBA going to Orlando, uh, MLB still kind of hashing it out, but it is looking like we're going to have a college season. How do you feel about Michigan going into this college season? If with Michigan football, there's a lot of unknowns, especially at the quarterback position. We've got Joe Mil- Joe Milton, Dylan McCaffrey. They're going to be in a tense QB battle this offseason. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey is obviously the brother of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what what happens with that QB battle this year. Uh, also be interesting to see how the O-line looks because they had four O-linemen drafted this year. So there's obviously going to be a lot of change and turnover in the O-linemen. And obviously some defensive players also got drafted too. So it should be interesting to see how they bring in that new talent. And uh, their recruiting class is not the best this year. Um, so they didn't bring in too much more talent. Uh, I think they'll have a solid uh, a solid season, you know, a normal Michigan season, like a 9-3, and 10-2 kind of season probably. Um, I don't think this is the year they take down Ohio State. Ohio State's just got too much talent. Justin Fields is a beast, and they're just not on that tier yet. So I'm I'm more hopeful towards the 2021 class. We've got a five star recruit coming in, JJ McCarthy, who will be playing for IMG this year. They've also got a few four star recruits that I'm very excited for. So, uh. The future is looking bright, though. It might not be this year, but the future will be looking bright soon. I agree. I agree. I agree with what you said before. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State this year. I don't think this is their year. Um, but, you know, they definitely got got a good season coming up in 2021. And 2020, I think, could be 9-3, and three, maybe even 10-2, and two, depending on how the schedule looks um, and the strength of their opponents. But, you know. Nine and three, ten and two, or at worst, probably eight and four. They just get unlucky sometimes. I agree. 
Who's your standout players for both on offense and defense? Offense, I got to go with um, Nico Collins. I'd say Charbonnet, but he kind of slowed down towards the end of last year. Um, but I think Nico Collins made the smart choice by staying. Um, he could have right? been the draft. Yeah, this is going to be Nico's senior year. I think Nico's going to have a good year with the, either one of the quarterbacks. He really put, he really had a good year last year too, but uh, there's some misfortunes throughout the season. But I think this will be his year. Um, I think I, I'm excited to see the running game. I thought they really blew off last year, the running game towards the end of the year uh, when they implemented Haskins. So when they had a Charbonnet Haskins like one two uh, combination, I think that was working really well, and I'm excited to see them pick up that momentum that they that they were able to get at the end of last year. I mean, their offense really started slow last year, and as the season went on, you could just see the play calling improve, the execution improve. So I'm just hopeful that they're able to keep up that momentum. I agree. I agree. Um, you think that the defense takes a hit? Or were the people that were drafted not too, not too impactful? I know Metellus was your starting safety. Yeah, safety um, corner hybrid. I, call I mean, we took a few hits, but um, I'm excited to see what what uh, the rising sophomores have to offer. Dax Hill, I'm looking for a big step from Dax Hill. He was a true freshman last year, didn't get a ton of playing time. This year, he'll be a sophomore. Um, I'm excited to see what we get from him. Uh, Quiddy Payne really played well for uh, last year. I felt in the limited time he had, I'm excited to see him obviously hopefully develop and get better and better as well as McGrone. McGrone had an excellent second half. So um, I think there are definitely positives to look forward to. I mean, they, it can be easy to look at, to look at the positives when they finished off with the blowout to both Alabama and Ohio state. But those are, you know, those are the powerhouses right now. So uh, I think the future is still looking bright, and the defense should should still, you know, excel against most of, for most of the season. That would be very interesting. John Zion playing yeah. against each other. Two uh, two rookie of the year candidates. Now, do you we who do we think takes it? You know, wins wins the finals. I got the Lakers this year. I think that LeBron will be too much this right now with AD, and they just got so much going for them right now. And, you know, they're probably just one one for Kobe. Um, all right. So that's what our take is on the Michigan season. And next up we have the NBA returning to Orlando to uh, begin the postseason. I believe they have an right? eight-game – like the eight games finish off the regular season and then the postseason. Right. Yeah. So gotcha. the, I, was... uh, I believe the remaining or the, the teams in the playoffs or the, the teams in the playoff seedings right now play like an eight game regular season. Um, kind of like a eight game regular season. And then is the bait is the seeding based off that those eight games or is it just by uh, adding be... those eight games to the current season? So the way I believe it works is that obviously you have like your normal season that we've played already, and then we're gonna add eight games to that. And the top eighteen okay. eight teams in both conferences make it in. However, if the nine seed is within four and a half games, 
of the eight seed. Then we actually have a play in between the eight and the nine for that last spot in the playoffs in either conference. So uh, should be interesting Very to interesting. see. There's a lot of teams clumped in the Western Conference after the eight seed. So should be interesting to see if we have a play in there. Maybe between John and Zion. Or Kobe. David? Thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the Western Conference Finals is going to be between the, the Clippers and the Lakers. And I think the Lakers will just edge out the Clippers and then will dominate whoever makes it to the Eastern um, Conference side of the Finals. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think, I think the Western Conference Championship is going to be between the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, I mean, the Clippers have a good team right now. They're only five games behind the Lakers. But, you know, I think the Lakers will probably win. And then the East is just – the East always seems yeah. to be weaker. You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, although Milwaukee does lead the entire NBA with 53 wins, but I guess um, you it's know, also, the it, schedule is probably exactly. been easier. It's, it's, it's against really uh, just weak – Eastern Eastern Conference opponents like the Hawks, you know, teams like that. Yeah, they've been they've been beating up on on their side of the conference. How do you guys, being that we are from Florida and Miami, how do we feel about the uh, the Heat? They're currently in the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Do you think they make any run? Um, I believe they make it out of the first round. Um, depending on who they play in the second round, we could get past the second round and get to the conference finals. But it, I don't know. It, it, the Bucs and the Raptors are – I mean, the Heat did go undefeated against the Raptors in the current season of the two or three games that they played. But honestly, I think uh, with Pascal Siakam and, and the other vets that they have, um, I think they would edge out the Heat. Um. Yeah, so I think the farthest they make it is the second round of the playoffs. Second round. Yeah, okay. also leaning yeah. towards second round. They're just in a a bit of a tough position. Being that four seed, they'll probably end up having to play the Bucks second round, and uh, I think uh, Giannis probably gives it to him. Yeah, I agree. I think they. I think the Heat have certainly surprised everyone not surprised everyone but surprised way more people than expected them i don't even think half the people expected them to be in the fourth seed you know um but they've put together a good little team here tyler harrow is uh, just dominating and i think he's shocked everyone so i look forward to watching tyler hero grow and continue he's already a great player he's got that killer instinct so to speak um, but yeah, first, first round, I think is good for them. I think they win that second round. They're definitely going to be playing one of the top two or three seeds. So, um, probably second round exit for them. I agree. And how do we feel? We think we're thinking the championship is going to be just boring old one, one. Lake. That's what, that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Um, one, one. I'm trying to think of teams that could challenge the bucks and the Eastern conference finals. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Giannis is just gonna steamroll everyone else in the uh, Eastern Conference. But so yeah, I think one one. Yeah, back to back MVP is not too difficult, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of a wild card here. Uh, 
don't think I I don't think I'm getting this wrong. Brooklyn Nets. They have uh, yeah. KD and Kyrie. We think we think that if this goes on any longer, you think they come back from injury and make an appearance in the playoffs? I think KD said that he's probably not going to come back this season. Although I would like to see that. I think it'd be very entertaining, and I have a lot of you know like interest and just like one one yeah. Now I I know you guys think I or I know Abe you you said you think the Lakers, but you guys think Giannis has enough help to even compete with this Lakers team, assuming that's the finals, or you think it's just too much for? Too I much think for Giannis he, I do think he has enough help to uh, compete. I mean, Chris Middleton, you know, he's got a nice shot. I think obviously it's not LeBron and AD, but they they have enough to compete. I just don't think it's enough to to win it. Towers and the the Lopez brothers, they give good spacing. Yeah. Um, they they're good role players. I mean, there's just a lot of good role players around uh, Giannis. It's just when you have Giannis, it's kind of easy to be a good team. I think it just make the playoffs. I think it make the playoffs much more interesting. I, think I don't see it happening. Uh, I think Katie. Yeah. I wonder how rusty he would be. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Would he be rusty, or would he just you, – you have to – you know, he has been – Like a year now. For what, eight months, six months? A year? Well, yeah, a year at this point. So, you know, most people, that's going to that's gonna really take off their, their ceiling and just how good they're going to perform. But it is Kevin Durant. And, I mean, Kevin Durant is – up there for top top top, ugh, top five, certainly top ten, best I think best NBA players of all time, almost at this point. Hey, he's the top scorer yeah. of this decade. Yeah, I mean, for this past decade, crazy good player, crazy good talent. So yeah, I mean that's what the maybe the Nets could bring to the table if they do have those injured players turn. Um, like I said, it'd be a cool little interesting wild card mix up, so to speak, but. That's assuming KD is able to return healthy, but I think you. I think like Abe said, I think he did make a statement saying he wouldn't. And then Kyrie is up on the table, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think unanimous locks are going to be Los Angeles Lakers. I think they just got too much star power. LeBron's going to take home another Finals win. He'll be uh, four and six, so still a losing record, but. It'll it'll help him in that goat debate, and then twenty twenty one will be an interesting season. The draft and uh, more of a normal season, not a COVID impacted one where people are already. I mean, the players have stopped playing for almost the length of an off season, right? Yeah, it's, been it's already been a few months at this point. Months already. It'll be like four months by the time yeah, they so, actually get back. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, especially the conclusion of this year. Um, I think we can all agree whoever wins the championship in the finals, um, there's going to be a little asterisk next to the name. No one's going to be able to view this the same. At least that's what I think. You guys, you guys agree? To a certain point, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's no one, I mean, because you can't really tell how the rest of the season would have played out. There wasn't the break, you know. Obviously, everyone loses momentum, so that's that's our take on that. But I think that does it for the NBA. I think we 
discuss that. And yeah, like we said, they're going to continue playing the season in Orlando. Um, I believe at the like the Disney ESPN mm-hmm. World of Sports area, somewhere around there, I believe. Um, yeah, so that's that for the NBA. And I think for our final topic, um, we'll discuss something that's applicable to all of us because we've been playing games our whole life and we all are owners of a PlayStation 4 and Sony just did their little keynote uh, presentation for the upcoming Sony PS5 and I know I think all of us gave a look at it I know I briefly saw it I know you watched it Abe um, David I know you just transferred over to PC for gaming mainly but are you going to be investing into a PS5? Um, I did take a look at PC? the PS5 event and obviously it looks that's what events are for to make the product look fantastic so um we will see how it actually turns out the the um the ps5 does look sleek the physical uh console the wi-fi router. um <laughs> exactly it looks like a router yeah, it does look like a router low-key i don't know if you guys saw that uh that side-by-side picture of a ps5 and the xbox or the new xbox Seri- i, I think it's called the series it's x called but um, i think it's just xbox series one or series yeah, one, series, or series X, something, like something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, personally, I won't be investing in the PS5, but um, I don't know. It's interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, I saw a side by side comparison of specs. Um, I think technically the new Xbox is going to have um, better specs. They're going to have more storage, more uh, a stronger and faster SSD. But after uh, speaking with one of our friends, he heard some rumors that the PlayStation might actually be able to run quicker just because of the compatibility from the software and the coding of the games to the actual computer chip and the processing power of the PlayStation. So it should be interesting. Um, Personally, I will probably be investing and purchasing a PS5 just because I've owned and had every single PlayStation prior to this, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, etc. Um, you know, prior to whole quarantine, I wasn't playing games too much, but after being in self-isolation at home, I whipped out the PS4 again and have definitely been playing games a lot more, using the party chat to communicate with you two. And, um, you know, it's been fun. I'm, I like the like the look of the PS5. I think it's interesting that they went with the white look instead of the normal, the standard black that PS4 has kept in the PS3. Uh, but I think I think it's a I think it's a good upgrade. Definitely much better um, power and just parts in general compared to the PS4. And biggest thing I'm kind of excited for is the new controller. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it has a built-in microphone. It's a little more bulky. I think it's supposed to look like the Xbox controller. controller. Um, But for someone like me, I have big hands. I know Abe has big hands, too. It should probably fit a little more, uh, fit more well, tightly, kind of more adjusted to our hands. So that'll be nice. Um, Clear buttons look cool. It's got the adaptive, adaptive triggers. But... 
I think Sony knows what they're doing. I'll, like I said, I'll probably be getting a PS5. And the games, they're all backwards compatible, according to Sony. A lot of the PS4 titles will be backwards compatible with the PS5, which is great to hear. Uh, you're not going to have to buy new versions of it. And, and yeah, I mean, I'll probably be getting one. The graphics look amazing. There's a new Spider-Man game. Uh, it looks cool. And just everything in general. The hey, event was interesting. Um, they didn't give us a release date. They didn't give us a price point. I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was the time to drop it. I've heard. I've heard. I've, I've heard, heard a bunch of different price points. I thought right um, there would have been I've the perfect heard. time to release it. Uh, exactly. Usually, I think they would. I'm surprised they didn't. I heard 500, and I heard 800. I think those are for different models in terms of storage. Is the only only reason I can assume one would be 800 and one would be 500, or maybe the 800 comes with some games. Yeah, I'm not sure, um, but those are the two price points. In terms of the PlayStation looks cool. I think um, you guys talking about the specs. Um, the thing about consoles, like you can, like you know, obviously the specs are important, but it's not necessarily like a PC where it's like the specs are super super important. Like the specs are important, but it's like the game the games will run that that are between the two consoles pretty similarly. I think what's really important is the exclusives. Um, like that's what you're buying the console for the exclusive. Yeah, but- I, I agree. The exclusives. I think right yeah, now, you bring it, that's a great point. Like great the exclusives point. are better on on the PlayStation side. You got God of War, really great. The Spider-Man. I played the Spider-Man game uh, super quickly. I loved it. The new Spider-Man Miles Morales game looks really cool. Um, I enjoy Miles Morales as a character. I think he's. I, I'm a pretty big fan of Spider-Man in general, so I'm really excited for that as well. Um, yeah, I I'm excited for the PlayStation. I might not get it right away, depending on when what the official price point is. But uh, I am excited. I will eventually buy it. Mm-hmm. When you did mention the color of the you, you, yeah, I agree. Go yes, and uh, you made the point where you're you were um, a little confused of why they went to white instead of black. Um. The past yeah. PS4 was mainly black, black, and some and for a high. I think for a higher price, there was white PS4s that were sold, or maybe part of like a, a limited edition pack. Uh, you got like a, P, a a white PS4 and some games. Um, they might be doing the black PS5 bundle with a couple games, uh, limited edition, something like that. Because I know that is a thing. That's maybe something they could do. Yeah, I know you have a white PS4, yes. so maybe that's like an exclu- exclusivity thing. Yeah, it's like a limited edition, offer. like bundle. Um, I mean, it is. Yeah, it is being released around holiday times. Well, both the consoles are. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to be getting this for Christmas, for Hanukkah. Um, you know, anyone has a birthday around there, I'm sure people will be getting these consoles like their their hotcakes. Um. What about how do you guys or how do you feel about the PlayStation Five being vertical? All the past ones have been horizontal, just laying flat. Now this one stands uh, up. Like I'll still figure out a way to put it on the side. <laughs> like <laughs> hey, that's cool. It is. I like that, but like I'm built different. Like, <laughs> I'm just different, bro. Like that's He's cool and all, but I'm I'm different. I'm sure the majority of people are gonna put it on its side anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's 
I, I'm, I'm probably going to keep it vertical just because I think they made it vertical as a space-saving technique, you know? It's always better, you know, people, when, when you're trying to preserve space, you don't go sideways and horizontal, you go up because that's the best way to maximize space. That's why we have buildings, and I'm not going to get into the technicalities <laughs> of it. But that's, you know, that's stupid shit. But, um, yeah, I'll probably use it vertically, but everyone's so used to horizontal, so I'm sure they'll incorporate some whatever way where maybe you can take off the base and what looks like the shell or housing of it and hopefully you can place it horizontally um maybe last thing on this i know i don't know if you guys saw but they're making a digital only version a digital only and a game uh well cd or you know i think that's interesting compatible Um, version me personally i haven't bought this for a video game in a minute i download all my games so, I mean, if they allow the digital version to be sold at a cheaper price, then I would definitely be all for that and probably buy that because I haven't bought this in a minute. And, um, you know, obviously, take like, this, you're able to resell it or something like that. So there's always that availability that allows this version to be, you know, of higher value. That's true. Yeah, you More can always resell disc games play. and all that. It's not like you just have the license. Yep. Yep. Do you you think it's going to be a concern for you storage space with the non-disc um, version? Probably not. Or you don't think you'll download enough games to reach that? Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that right now. I mean, that's probably a concern I'll have three or so years down the line. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, they upped the, I think they increased the base storage for the PlayStation 5. I think it's now one terabyte or one and a half. Um, I know the PS4 at launch yep. came out Me with too. 500 gigabytes. That's what I have. Man, that's nothing. My, my uh, what is it, yeah. Warzone is like 180 gigabytes. Warzone and Modern Warfare, it's bullshit. It takes up so much. So... I know a lot of people complained about having delete games and all that just to download Warzone and Call of Duty, but that's a whole separate thing. We can talk about that later. I know you don't really play it, Abe, but me and David, we go hard on Warzone. <laughs> um, I just had to do a quick, okay. I just had to I a quick think, rant out real quick. I mean, for uh, Sony, I mean, the event was cool, but it's like ahead. you start us off with the very first game and you show us that Rockstar logo and you get us all excited thinking we're about to get a GTA 6. I knew I was excited. I have GTA 5. I love GTA 5. I didn't finish the story, but I enjoyed what I played of it. And I saw that Rockstar logo. I'm thinking we're getting, we're about to get a GTA 6. And then you hit us with a GTA 5 remastered, expanded, or whatever. Like, we don't care. We, we don't care. Like, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. People of America, we don't care. Like I, we, I we don't that care. Was really stupid. That was yeah. that was just like a big cock tease. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, bro. I think I think Rockstar is going for <laughs> yeah. the record of the for longest real. running game franchise possible. <laughs> this, this shit has been on the PS3, the PS4, and it's gonna be on the PS5. It's getting a bit like, ridiculous. They gotta be trying now. to set a record or something. Yeah. And I think I saw something, I just saw something earlier today where if you pre-order, or not pre-order, but if you get the uh, PS5 version of GTA 5, you're going to have, you're going to get like a million dollars of in-game currency every month and like some other benefit. 
Oh, or if you if you have PlayStation Plus, you get GTA Five for free. Some shit like that. I saw this morning. So they're really they're they're really sticking with that GTA Five and uh, PlayStation compatibility and seeing how long they can ride the wave. I guess. Yeah, I I I really have a love. Yeah, that's your fir- that's your persona. I could understand. <laughs> My persona. Uh, all right. Well, before we dive down this rabbit hole, I'm not trying to talk about personas and make up some bullshit but um yeah i think i think we're almost good to wrap it up anyone else have anything to add before we say um, goodbye no um, i got nothing i got nothing as well so i think that's it i want to thank everyone who listened and i want to thank everyone for checking out this podcast once again this is the abraham has the ip podcast uh not sure how often we'll do this whether it's once a week twice a week whatever Whatever we feel like, we have, we have we the IP. Whatever. This is our podcast, so yeah. we have the IP. You can't force us, but who knows? Once we build an audience, we'll probably uh, establish a more regular schedule. I do appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. Thank you all so much. This is Dylan signing out, and uh, adios, moneymakers. Goodbye. Adios, boys, girls, boys and girls. Have a good one. Enjoy whatever day it is, and goodbye. Peace. Yeah. Uh, all right, David. Anything? Um, I don't know. I just thought the event was pretty cool. I I didn't really look to it uh, too deeply into it. I just briefly just looked over the games that they showed. Um, they showed 2K. Didn't they show a uh, a racing Great. game? Great. The racing game looked pretty cool. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, those were only the those were only uh, the only games that I really thought looked. looked I thought good. there were some real weird games that they were showing. There was like a oh, a cat simulator game, yeah. stray cat simulator game. That one looked real weird. And then there was the uh, the furry game. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love me some furry games. That's for sure. <laughs> that is a joke. No, he's a big, he's listeners. a huge furry, bro. Furry. His persona. Is uh, Garfield, The Tale of Two Cities. <laughs>